Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. I do want to welcome those of you that are watching online. Perhaps you're listening on the podcast. Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together for those that are watching online, listening on the podcast. Great to have you with us. If you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop on by. I want to welcome the Lord, address some things that are happening in the parking lot as we're speaking, and I want to give God some glory this morning because he's here. We worshiped, and man, did we encounter the Lord this morning, and we did last week, and there's something that is happening all across the nation and across the globe. And that's what I want to talk about. And how do I respond, which is the message title today. How do we respond to a move of God? Father, we welcome your presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you, Lord, that we would encounter you in a way that we would never be the same. This is not just another Sunday. This is a unique opportunity for us to touch the hem of your garment and leave different. So, Father, we understand that pursuing your presence is a verb, and we're here to do that. We just did that through worship. Now, Father, I ask you to speak to each of us. We open our hearts. We open our ears. We thank you, Lord. These are not my words, but this is your scripture, so it's alive and it's powerful. And we thank you for that. In the mighty name of Jesus, we welcome you, and we thank you, Lord, for being in this room. In the name of Jesus, if you believe that, would you shout, I agree. I agree. That's what amen means, if you didn't know that. Had an interesting week um, here at the church. Liz and I came. uh, We had service last Sunday. How many of you were here last Sunday? A move of the Spirit of God. We were all here in the altar. We didn't leave till late. Uh, We didn't get to the message. It was beautiful. I loved it. Um, And uh, it was just an extraordinary time that happened in several other churches in Charlotte that also happened in several other churches across the nation. It also happened in several other churches across the globe. I put on Fox News this morning, and uh, it was the headline. I felt like the Holy Spirit said to put it on, so I did. And literally the caption said, multitudes worshiping all across America. That was on Fox News this morning. How many of you, can we give God some praise and, and some glory for that? It's happening across universities. Um, Texas A&M just had it break out uh, at the school there. Is it Kyle Field? Am I saying that right? Yeah. There's, uh, there's worship services that are happening around the clock, 24-7 worship happening around the clock. What's, what's beyond amazing is the crowds and the multitudes that are staying at four in the morning and worshiping. There's a hunger that's happening, and I believe it's, it's hitting churches as well. I'm hearing about it. And so I want to uh, just give you a, an advance notice. There's going to be a day where you need to come early to church in Jesus' name. Amen. Because there's a line outside the building, I believe that we are fixing to see those days. And I want to encourage you to be a part of the movement. Let's be the move of God and not just talk about a move of God. What does that mean? It means I can't be silent about his goodness, and I bring people to the house of the Lord on Sunday mornings. But so anyway, we had this worship service uh, last week, and, and, and it wasn't, it, I thought it was going to be a regular message, and it wasn't, and it was amazing, and his goodness was here. And then Liz and I came to the building, was it Tuesday or Monday? It was Tuesday, and uh, Liz went to throw some trash in the back 
of of the of the building, and she noticed there were upside there was an upside down cross, very large, that was spray painted graffiti on the back of the building. So we called the police. Um, I also received before that, I hadn't told Liz because I didn't want to freak her out, but I got a death threat email. <laughs> and so that came in. Uh, then I saw that, and then the police came, and they found graffiti on the back of the shed that was back there that, Kieran, thank you for cleaning all of that up. You won't see that because it's all painted over already. But how many of you know when there's opposition, it's a sign that God is moving? When God moves, there's always opposition. We're not afraid of that, though. We're going to talk about that today. But as the hour is growing, it would look darker in the natural. But how many of you know that the light outshines darkness? And it overcomes it. And we don't have to be afraid. And so I'm saying this to you for not to celebrate the fact that we were necessarily threatened or attacked. The enemy, the, 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 the opposition that comes against us was stirred up. That's okay. Because how many of you know the very person that spray painted that building, I'm praying they would come in and get baptized in the Holy Ghost and filled with the Holy Spirit and saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ primarily. I'm, I'm pumped about it. We love that person out there. That's why we're here. And so I'm not saying this to, uh, to celebrate it or bring glory to it. You probably noticed there's a lot of police outside. That's on purpose. That's intentional. Um, they're watching the church. They're watching me. They're, be, they're really, thank you. Can we give the Huntersville Police Department just a wild round of applause? And thank you guys so much for being here this morning and keeping us safe. Uh, I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm excited because God's moving. Uh, of course, I'm conscious. I was thinking about it in worship. I was thinking, what if somebody came in here and I was like, you know, what if my last moment is to worship the Lord it's the best day ever from glory to glory amen I'm gonna live for Jesus no matter what the cost by life or by death I'm going to serve the Lord and if that's how I go out then so be it that's why we're here as a church and we this is a time where either we really mean this or where we don't but I want to look at Isaiah 54. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to them. If you have you version, you'll notice the notes is just a big block of scriptures today. And that's because Isaiah prophesied a great awakening just before the return of Jesus in Isaiah 54. It was a word, it's what I call a dual prophetic word, a dual prophecy. It was designed in the Old Testament for the nation of Israel, but then Paul came and made it very clear that the Old Testament wasn't just for then. How many of you know those words that ring true even today? Okay, we don't, we don't throw that out. We have a covenant with Jesus, and there's the blood and the cross, and that changed some things, and thank God for our covenant with him and, and what shifted there in the New Testament. But this still applies, and I believe this is a word for us today, and I want to dissect this and look through this. Because I want to say this about a fruit tree. I, I grew up, um, my grandfather, my great-grandfather actually had a grapefruit tree in his backyard. It was massive. And we used to take trips to Florida. We used to drive down. We had a conversion van. How many of you remember those days? What? Yeah, watching TV in the bed. It was awesome. We had matchbox cars. It was killer. Uh, like we'd play with them in the van. That's free. has nothing to do with this message. But it's my childhood, and I loved it, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But we would go and we would collect grapefruit and it was amazing. This tree would produce way more fruit than we could ever consume. I mean, it was amazing. Like we were swimming in grapefruit and, and the neighbor had an orange tree and they were swimming in oranges and then they would like trade fruit. It was amazing what happened. The grapefruit tree did not eat its own fruit. 
It produced fruit for the purpose of others. When God moves in a nation, when God moves in the nations, when God moves in church, when God moves in you, he moves in you so he can move through you. In other words, don't consume your own fruit, but make sure that you're doing this. Everything is, I say it all the time, it's not a lake, the presence of God. It is a river, rivers of living water. So that doesn't mean it's not for you. Of course, God wants to change you and do a work in you, but he wants to do a work through you. What I saw in the culture of revival growing up, because in the 90s, we had something called Brownsville. It was amazing. It was an amazing move of the presence of the Lord. I loved it. But I saw after years and years, I saw churches camp out on that move. And we became a culture that became introspective. It happened. It happens with just about any move of God that you see. And I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more. And that's a great thing to declare. But how about we, when we're, when we're touched by the presence of God, it should be, I want to give more, I want to give more, I want to give more, I want to give more. If that doesn't happen, we don't have the heart of God. True revival means that you affect others. Period. Yes. So why is the Church of America not growing up until now? Because I don't think that the revelation came to some of us. We forgot because we got lukewarm, which is very clear in scripture. I'd rather spew you out of my mouth than have you be that way. So what I believe God is doing, and we're going to read about this in Isaiah 54, what I believe God's doing and what we saw in this caption of Fox News that we have secular news reporters even observing. So the church better wake up. Church better wake up. I believe God's waking up his church to understand I have got to become contagious right now. This is not an option anymore. There's a wake-up call. God is separating the wheat and the chaff. You're going to see churches explode and you're going to see churches die. You go, I don't like that. Well, it's true because dead religion is going to be washed away. There's a revelation of good and evil in the presence of the Lord. And it's very clear. When somebody asks me, how do I discern good and evil? I say, get in the presence of the Lord and talk to Holy Spirit. Don't make it clear. How do I discern whether this boyfriend or this girlfriend is good for me? Get in the presence of Holy Spirit. You'll know. Quit asking everybody around you and start marinating in the presence of God and go with what he shows you. And by the way, delayed obedience is disobedience. So do what he says when he says it, because it's probably a matter of life and death. Yeah. And so Isaiah 54, verse 3 to 17, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Check this out, and everybody read this with me. Do not be afraid. Read it with me. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. When you're washed... In the presence of the Lord, it never happened. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But when you choose the book, 
the Lamb's book of life. If God forgets it, why are we as the church smearing everybody's face in sin that God's forgotten and forgiven? What? Why are we the most critical people on the planet? Because we haven't had a move of his spirit in a long time because we haven't, not because he's not moving, because we haven't been in the move of his spirit. We haven't recognized the move of his spirit. What I think God is doing right now is saying, I'm moving, who's hungry? Because I'm going to watch and see who's serious, who means business. Verse five, for your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit. A wife who married young only to be rejected, says your God. Listen, for mothers and fathers who are contending for your kids, I want to encourage you. They're coming back. They're coming back. God didn't disappear. He didn't fall off his throne just because they're struggling. He loves them. And there's a call right now. There's a wake-up call. You go, well, I don't see it. Maybe God's waiting for you to press in and see what he sees. And let me tell you, that's what God's doing right now. Press in and see what I see. You're afraid about a physical ailment that's happening. Press in and see what God sees. And start declaring the word of God. I'm whole and well. By his stripes, I am healed. Something happens when you start to declare that. Something happens to fear when you get in the presence of God where it has to go. Why? God is what? Love. Perfect love casts out all fear. So if we get into the presence of love, the presence of God, fear has no choice but to leave. Omitted completely. Some of y'all need to get a little attitude. You start to feel a certain way. I, I felt physically ill this week. I had every attack possible against me this week. And I was like, oh, okay, I smell this. I know what this is. And I know how to combat this. It's perfect love that casts out all fear. I felt the spirit of fear try to come on me. I'll be honest with you as I'm driving around town and looking at my rearview mirror with a death threat email going, I don't know if I like this. Patrick asked me this morning, are you okay? I went, uh-huh. It was a faith statement because I'm thinking about it. I, I'm being raw. I'm being honest with you. It's, it's okay to think about it, but don't camp out in a spirit of fear. Take authority over it because fear will lead to anxiety and anxiety will lead to depression if you don't take authority of it over it. You have to take authority over it. So the Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit. A wife who married young only to be rejected says your God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with deep compassion, I will bring you back. Come on. That's what he's doing right now. In surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. To me, this is like the days of Noah when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. How many of you know we have a promise about that? So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. This is an amazing promise. 
afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted. How many of you know 2020, we were lashed by storms and I needed some comfort. Okay, I will rebuild you with the stones of turquoise, your, your foundations with, with precious stones. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness, you will be established. These are good words. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. Oh, my goodness. We are safe in his presence. We are safe in his presence. I just need the shield of the Lord. No, you need to get in his presence. That's where the shield of the Lord is. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. But whoever attacks you will surrender to you. Whoever paints crosses on the back of my building, they're going to surrender to me. Whoever gives me a death threat, you're going to surrender, not to me, to the Lord. Because every knee has no weapon formed up against you will prosper. No weapon. None. Nothing can touch you. Nothing can harm you. You're worried about your business. You're worried about your health. Nothing can harm you. Why are we so surprised when God protects us and when he moves? Let me tell you, we need to raise our expectation. That's what the season is about. God's going to the church. There's a, there's a dinner bell ringing, and he's saying, are you hungry? Are you expecting? I know the level of expectation. I, I, I'm seeing it. I'm see, and he pours out his spirit because he rewards those that seek him with diligence. This is all scripture. You can't argue with scripture. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing, but whoever attacks you will surrender to you. And I'm going to end here, and this is so good. See It is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. No weapon formed against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. I said it in the back because I want to reference verse 16, what it's trying to say there. God created the devil. He was his worship leader. How many of you, in, as a parent, have ever said the line, I, I brought you in this world, I'll bring you out of this world? <laughs> I heard it. I'm just saying, sorry to wrap mom and dad out. I heard it. I took you in this world, I'll bring you out of this world. How many of you know he created him as his worship leader? He got prideful, got kicked out of heaven. God brought him in this world, and God's going to bring him out of this world. So why are we afraid when we walk in authority, and it's already finished, it was done. I mean, the keys were taken back at the cross, the, the blood and the cross, the work that was done there. We have the victory. I heard somebody say to me this week, I just have to take the victory. I said, you don't have to take anything. You just need to walk in it. You've already got the victory. What do you have to take? You don't have to take anything. Walk in it. Um, I'm just seeking God for a healing. Uh, And I don't understand everything and why we've lost people in moments. But what I understand is you don't need to fear things that you've watched because you and your days are ordered of the Lord. 
So if you want revelation, get in the presence of the Lord and say, what are my days? I know I got stuff to do. How many of you know you got an assignment from the Lord? Then your days are numbered and ordered by the Lord. He's got a, he's not going to forget the mission he's placed on your life. Do you know what the issue is? Oftentimes we take responsibility over God's calling, which is his responsibility. I've been doing it my whole life. Oh, well, I got to do this because it's my calling. And I got to make this happen. And I got to make this. And God's going, don't make anything happen. You need to surrender and watch me order your steps. You grab the wheel, you're going to go in the wrong direction because you don't know how to drive. The Lord's literally told me that. You are a bad driver. Bad driver. Stop driving and start surrendering. You want to know why your business or, we, or whatever it is that you're doing isn't going in the right? Stop driving and start surrendering. I need a promotion. I need this to happen. I need that to happen. I, I hear this every week by multiple people. I mean, like the whole church, like all of us. I, I say it to my, I do it. I do it. I'm pointing a finger at me. I'm not waving a finger at y'all. And God's saying, when are you going to give up and let me do it? This move of God is about surrender and about God proving I am God. Get your hands off this. One of the things I'm loving about this move of God is it's, and listen, I understand that God chose men in the Bible. He's still choosing men today, but man, God is getting all the glory for this move. It's not about a person. It's about the king of kings. Well, it's about a person. It's about God. And it's amazing what's happening right now. There's, there's not a celebrity star that's up on a stage right now. God's just moving. Yes. And we need to keep our mouth off this moment and just go, Lord, we just surrender. I don't, is this a revival? Is it an awake? Why do we have to label it? It's just a move of God. Yes. And he's doing what he wants to do. Yes, Why do we have to figure it out? Why do we have to label everything, box everything in? Just let God be God. Yes. Just get on your knees and say, I just want everything. Like the kid in the lunchroom is going to eat everybody else's lunch who doesn't eat it. Like, oh, Lord, if they're not going to eat it, I'll eat it for them. I'm just going to worship you right now. Yes. I believe there's just something about this moment where God is going to, I, the, the word selah. I talked about it. It's like, it's a Hebrew word that means you can go this far in your gifting, just in case you missed it. And then the anointing takes you the rest of the way where that God, God gets the credit. God does what only God can do in your life. It's his power. And it comes from pursuit. His power is a re- direct result of pursuit. You want to walk in authority? Pursue God. You need healing in your life? Pursue God. Power is a direct result of pursuit. You want more power? Pursue more. Because he's watching and he rewards those that diligently pursue. It's very simple. But I'm watching the church and we've, we've come far from this. And this is a wake up call right now where God's going, listen, it is not that complicated. But I'm here and I'm pouring out my spirit. And there's streams of refreshing. There's anxiety and there's depression breaking off. There's fear breaking off when you spend time in the presence of the Lord. I want to encourage you, if that's a struggle you have, get in the presence of God. If you're afraid, get in the presence of God. You go, I don't get it, sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. When Liz and I are in a financial need, we give. We find the ministry and we give. And we always reap. When you have a need, because tithing, it's beyond just money. Time, talent, treasure. So what happens? 
when you tithe, your needs met. This is not a moment to be a victim. This is a moment to stop licking your wounds. Stop looking at what you've been through. Can I tell you something? We've all been through things. Stop comparing the measuring stick of what the enemies convinced you that you're a victim and you've been through things that nobody else understands. Because the person sitting next to you has probably been through more. I've learned that. When I start feeling bad for myself, those are lies of the enemy. When he can get you into this victimology thinking, he can bind you up and get you feeling like you're all alone. He can isolate you. He can, he can, he can get you to where you're all by. That's why I encourage y'all that are watching at home to get here because there's something that happens in fellowship and in this room that is so healthy where God pulls you out of that. His presence pulls you out of that. But I, I, I've, I've had people that they're like, man, I, I just, I feel, I feel depression. I feel anxiety. And then they come to me and they say, I don't feel the presence of the Lord. I, I've struggled to hear the voice of God. And I look at them and I say the same thing every time. Do you mean to tell me that you're questioning whether that's real, but you so clearly hear the voice of the enemy? Because you just told me depression, anxiety, and fear is running rampant in your life. So you know the enemy's real but you're not hearing the voice of the Lord. And then I always ask, how often are you pursuing God daily by yourself? What is your pursuit? What does your pursuit life look like? Where even your spouse understands this is a moment between me and God need a Holy Ghost break. Like, I'll be with you in a minute, but the King of Kings and the Lord, Holy Spirit, good morning. I need to talk to you first. And trust me, Liz wants me to talk to the Holy Spirit first because I'm a jerk when I don't. <laughs> you did not need to amen that loud. <laughs> but it's true. Why do I repeat this over and over and over and over and over again? Because the flesh is a strong thing that we have to overcome. But right now, the presence of God is so much stronger. Yes. I'm telling you, it's always so much stronger. We're just finally getting this, and we're seeing it, and we're tapping into it, and there's a hunger. There is a move of God, a supernatural move of God. And this happened throughout Scripture, where God would move, and the church would respond. You look in the book of Acts. That was an unusual encounter that happened. There was a move of the Spirit and the presence of God. There was an outpouring of His Spirit, and the church responded. And I refuse to be a church that doesn't respond to that. Amen. I refuse to be a church that, that ignores when God is moving because we've got an agenda that's greater than God's. I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it. What does this year look like? How do we respond to this? How do we steward this individually and corporately? You probably saw that on the text. Individually, I'm asking you to really commit to spending time with Jesus. Watch the trajectory Watch it, all, the, watch it all change when you start pressing into God. Watch where you thought you were going in this direction, and God goes, about face, now you do this. And then watch how easy it is in the presence of the Lord. I'm not saying the enemy's not going to try to come at you, but it's so much easier when God's driving than when you're driving. It's, Liz and I are seeing right now, it's overwhelming the things that are happening in our personal life are beyond where I can even articulate. We are seeing supernatural miracle after supernatural miracle after supernatural miracle to a point where we just hugged each other and cried over the goodness of God. Yes. And I believe that's accessible for every person in here. 
There is no need that you have that is greater than what God can fulfill. In fact, I think he sits on his throne and he goes, what are you all worked up about? Just get close to me. I got this. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. It's probably his exact language. I mean, he created me uniquely in his image, and I just said it, so it has to be God. There's lots of theological debates for that. Brendan's going, okay, well, we'll talk about that afterwards. How many of you know God is moving in this nation? And I I just want you to take a deep breath. I'm going to end right here. I believe that some of you that have felt tired, he's he's giving you a B12 shot. Those of you that are watching online this morning, you feel exhausted. Man, get into the presence of God because that's where there was, there's renewal. I, one of the things I observed about this move of God, it actually happened. There was a, I'm going to talk more about this next week, but there was a, a Asbury revival, they're calling it. They were talking about the love of God, the kindness of God. And, that, and, and actually the speaker, I was just told this by one of the pastors that, that is an apostolic uh, elder of this church. He said, <laughs> he called his wife after the message and he said, that message bombed. I have felt that way so many times. But then the spirit of God carried on a move of God. He thought he bombed. He probably did. Some of you feel like you bombed in this place. You probably did. But God is such a greater bomb than your bomb, 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 bomb. There's something happening. It's not normal. It's, it should be normal. But it's not been normal, and God's going to make it normal. His presence is normal, and it's good. I can't live outside of it. I'm so grateful for this church. I'm so grateful for every one of you. But where you feel like you've bombed, you got to give it to God and say, but God, your, your bomb is bigger. Come and bomb my life. Come and move in. Come and explode. Do what you want to do. Isn't that such a great relief? He's so good. He's so good. Could we just stand to our feet and just lift up our voices? God, you're so good. You're so good. Just tell him, Lord, you're so good. Your faithfulness is so good. Your mercy and your compassion is so good. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you. You're just so good. We're here for one purpose. Just to say, God, you're so good. You're so good. Well, I feel the Lord this morning. Lord, there's not another word that needs to be said. You're just good. That's all we can say. You're holy and you're worthy and you're awesome. We can't live without you, Jesus. We're desperate for you. Here's what I want to do. This morning, if you're at a place where you're done, 
you're done driving and you're at a place where you know I need to respond to surrender, I want you to come to this altar. I'm just going to say it like that. I'm not going to say it multiple times, but if you're like, Lord, I need to surrender to you and give up, just come to the altar. Father, you're so good. And we surrender to you this morning. We surrender to you this morning. We pursue you this morning. We give up and we, we allow you to do what only you can do this morning, Father. Jesus, you're just that good. Here's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to picture the obstacle. I want you to picture the situation. I want you to picture what it is that's been between you and God. And I literally want you to take it, grab your heart, pull it, and lay it down at the feet. Just do it as, an, as it's, a, it's like a, a, a symbolic thing. Just lay it at the feet and say, Lord, here, I'm laying it at your feet. This is it. I'm giving it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. You go, this is silly. No, it's symbolic. I, we give it to you, God. We give it to you. We thank you for your presence. Yeah. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your healing. No more worrying. No more anxiety. We thank you for your healing. All the reports are going to come back clear. They are? You know it already? Say it so the internet crowd can hear it. It's all clear. Yes. Say it again. It's all clear. Say it one more time. It is It's all clear. It's all clear. I didn't know you knew that already. Wow. That's amazing. Those of you that are worried about finances, what's the word? It's all clear. Those of you that have fear and anxiety, what's the word? Y'all, it's all clear. Yes. Those of you that are lacking joy, what's the word? It's all clear. Yes. Is it all clear? Yes. Can we give God a shout of praise? He's here. He's moving. I'm going to end in one second. Krista, God's saying this. It looks a little different than you think. But he's bringing clarity in this moment. And you already know. He's showing you some things. His peace goes beyond your ability. You've been worried about understanding. Just get into the peace of God. The rest of it all makes sense. But the Lord is saying... There's some things, you're, you're making some plans, and that's good. Now watch me orchestrate everything that's way beyond what you're planning. And some of that, you might know what, that, what I'm talking about. Some of it, you might not know, but it's coming, and it's coming quickly. But there's an anointing in the moment. Just watch, because God's doing some things. He's rearranging some things. And it's going to be tweaked a little differently than you think. The Lord says you're on the right track. That's good news. That's good news. That's good news. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, we celebrate the today's manna, today's presence. And we thank you, Lord, that you're going to do even greater next week. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, would you shout amen. Hey, do me a favor. Would you all do this this week? I know we've got classes Wednesday night at 630. But grab a few people and just let them know that God's moving. There's, I want to see these seats filled because I believe God's moving. Let's become contagious. We'll see you guys next week. Love y'all. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc. 
and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.